0: Check us out at heartwaychurch.com slash give. Every dollar that you give goes a really long way towards helping us do what it is that we do. Well, we love you. Really hope you enjoy the podcast.
1: Good morning, Heartway. It's always beautiful to... What's up? I like that. It's always beautiful to be with you guys and be able to come together as a community. Put on my jazz voice, right? And enjoy our time together. No. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm actually rocking my, my new uh, lioness shirt today. If you if you, know, if you can see it, I got little lions on my shirt because I'm getting a new fur baby today. I got a year and a half old calico. Those who follow me on social media know that I'm wrapped around her finger. And she's getting a little sister today, so I had to represent, you know what I'm saying? It's, it is mentioned in Romans 7 and 25 that it is with the mind that we serve the Lord. And I think about that, and it's like, that is such an enormous statement. It is with the mind that we serve the Lord. That is essentially the tool we utilize to be of use to God and respectively be of use to people. And by that I simply mean spread love, be able to provide opportunities to bring others to get closer to God, opportunities to just be God's hands in this world. And that is such a sacred responsibility. And that says to us that our relationship with our mind, how we relate to how our mind works, the things it does, that's something that we should take seriously. How's your relationship with your mind? How's your relationship with your thoughts? Are you able to enter into a state of peace? are you able to utilize it as a tool to serve God? Or most of the time, do you find yourself serving it? And so I'd just like for us to ponder that today because I believe it brings a little bit more clarity to the importance of centering prayer. And just one thing I'd like to present today, I'd actually like us to Try out, if you're willing, a new little breathing technique. There's something called the vagus nerve in our bodies. It's also referred as the uh, pneumogastric nerve. And interestingly, its main job is regulation of the mind, regulation of mental function. And there's a type of breathing called vagus nerve breathing. And we find that when we utilize this form of breathing, it reduces inflammation in all of the organs, it causes us to be more oxygenated more relaxed, it gives us a state of peace. And it's very simple. All you do in order to utilize vagus nerve breathing is to breathe with your stomach as opposed to your chest And when you exhale you exhale twice as long as you inhale as if you're breathing out through a straw and if you would humor me today i invite you to try that but that being said I invite you to get comfortable. You may close your eyes. And in this moment, forget about anybody else. Forget about me being up here. There are three things in your reality right now there is you. There is your breath and there is God. even doing your breath. It's just happening. Observe it as it happens. Anticipate the next second. Don't wait to hear what I'm going to say. There is no one on this stage. There is no one around. You, God, and your breath. You feel it, the calm caressing your muscles. Causing your shoulders to slump. Causing your tension to loosen up. Don't fear the silence, it is safe, let it Let it carry you like you're floating on a cloudy pillow. This silence is not emptiness, it is spaciousness. full of God's love. You feel sensation slowly entering back into your body. Going up through your fingers, up your arms, up your legs. Maybe a tingling sensation to your face, to your lips. You may open your eyes once more and know that nothing has changed. This peace is with you, just as God is with you. We love you, Heartway. Thank you. What's up, everybody? Good morning.
0: How are we feeling? Good? Happy to be here? Oh, yesterday, I was having uh, pizza. 800 degrees, it was called. Anybody been there? No? That's Dwayne Wade's uh, place. That's what I said when I got there. I'm like, wait, this looks familiar. Oh. I'm a big Miami Heat guy. We've got a couple, couple of those fans in the house. Heat Nation. But I was eating yesterday with my cousins, and having a good time having our cheese pizza, next thing you know, the bartender comes around to me and he says, hey, you're Danny? I'm like, yeah. He goes, oh, my gosh, I listen to the podcast. I've only been once to the church. My sister goes a lot. But I listen to the podcast every week. And he's like, you know, what's amazing is that my girlfriend is not even religious, but she listens with me. And then we have conversations about the messages on our own time. And when he said that to me, it brought so much happiness to my heart because, and this is what I said to him, you know, when I share these words, I try and communicate in a language that can be heard uh, universally, as difficult as that is. But I, I try to speak in a way that can be understandable to people from all walks of life, whether you are A religious or spiritual person or not my hope is that what is being communicated from the stage not just when I speak but when all of our other teachers share as well that this is something that can resonate with you even if God isn't a word that you use even if Christianity isn't your thing because there's a big difference between religion and spirituality Spirituality is the essence, the heart, the core of religion. Religion is just the external form. But the core, the essence, the experience of God is what spirituality is about. And that is something that's very practical. That's something that you experience in your day-to-day life. And it has a lot more to do with your way of being than your way of thought. And so all that to say, I welcome those of you here today, those of you listening or watching online who may not be too keen on the whole religion thing, but you're listening. And what we have in common is that we're human. And that's what I like to really discuss and reflect on is what it means to be human. Today, particularly, I want to talk about how we can begin to be spiritually established in life. What does it look like to be spiritually established? To be established is to be grounded, to stand firm on something. When a building is being constructed, the most important part of the building is the foundation. Tell him, Cliff. All right, We got the construction man right here. The foundation is the most important part. If the foundation is weak, it's only a matter of time before the structure gets damaged. But if the foundation is strong and secure, so will the structure be. The foundation is what actually holds the weight of the entire building. So it's very important that that foundation is is sturdy and strong. Well, when it comes to constructing your life, if you don't have a strong foundation, if you don't have a strong base, then you won't be able to build your life to the highest potential. There's gonna be damage to the structure. You won't have stability. You can also think about it in terms of the roots of a plant or the roots of a tree. If the roots are healthy, the tree's gonna be healthy. If the roots are dug down deep, That provides nutrients to the tree. If the roots are deep, that's like an anchor for the tree. So when the wind comes, it's stable. It's able to maintain itself. So have you ever asked yourself, what is it that I am rooted in? What are you rooted in? If you haven't been intentional about thinking about your foundation and where your roots are, Now is a perfect time to begin, and I invite you to consider what it would look like to build your roots in God. What would it look like if I were to dig my roots down deeply in those divine qualities that have the potential to really enhance my experience of life, such as love and joy and peace and faith? Jesus, when he was with his disciples, once shared with them a parable. And he said, everyone who listens to my words but does not apply them and does not put them into practice is like somebody who builds a house on a foundation of sand. And when the storm comes, when the wind blows, when the rain falls, that house is going to tumble because its foundation is not secure. On the other hand, Jesus said... Those who listen to my teaching and embody the teaching, put into practice the teaching, are like those who build their house on a solid rock. And when the storm comes, when the wind blows, when the rain falls, those who have their basis, their foundation on this solid rock will have a house that can withstand even the the worst of storms because it's anchored into something. When you have a strong foundation like that, when you are established spiritually within yourself, you can go through any storm in life, doesn't matter what it is, and still maintain a sense of peace within yourself because you're anchored. You're standing firm. You're trusting in the way things are. That's my definition of faith to trust in the way things are. Now, to become spiritually established like this, to have a strong foundation, you have to develop a set of core convictions on which you can build your life. In the world of law, a conviction is a verdict that is arrived at by a jury or a decision that is made by a judge. And when that verdict is declared, when that decision gets made, It doesn't matter how anybody else feels about it. It stands. It is a final verdict, a final decision. No retracting it, no changing it. It is just there. It is what it is. It is a conviction. Well, in order to develop spiritual convictions on which you can build your life, you have to first be a student of life. You have to learn how to listen to what life is teaching you. You have to become aware of all of the lessons that are embedded in every circumstance and experience that you may be going through right now. Because it's not a conviction if you take someone else's word for it. A conviction has to come out of your own experience of life. This is why I like how they say it in AA and NA when they talk about the God of your own understanding The God of your own understanding, not grandma's understanding, not the pastor's understanding, not your dad's understanding, not your spouse's understanding, but the God of your own understanding. The scriptures say, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste it yourself. See for yourself. That's the only way that your foundation will be solid enough. Because if you're taking someone else's word for it, that foundation is sand. And when the storm comes, I don't know if that's going to be enough to maintain you and sustain you and keep you stable. But if you've arrived at, at a conviction through your own experience of life, If you have come to see what is true with your own eyes, if you have come to understand God and self for yourself, now you have something sturdy to stand on. And you can build your life on these core convictions. In my own life, I've come to the conviction that love is the way. In my own life, I've come to the conviction that humility is power. In my own life, I've come to the conviction that not knowing is true knowledge. In my life, I've come to the conviction that only God exists. And this is what I build my life on. And the words, the verbiage that I'm using is not important. This is a, a it's, it's almost like an attitude. It's a mentality that you, that you enter into. And you just, you just see the world like this. Conviction. Strong convictions. To be established spiritually is a matter of learning how to subdue your mind to your convictions. So that if there's ever any tension or conflict between the thoughts in your mind and the convictions in your heart, your convictions will always win. You are aligning your thoughts and your emotions to your deepest convictions. And there will be a tug of war at times between what ego says and what the heart says. But you continually align your thoughts and your emotions with your deepest convictions. That's what it is. And once you have these big spiritual realizations on which you can build your life, then, becomes, then it becomes a matter of integrating those realizations into your day-to-day life. Because it's one thing to have spiritual realization. It's one thing to see truth. And it's another to begin to integrate and incorporate that wisdom and that truth and that realization into your day-to-day living. It's a process and it takes time. But first you have to have the convictions. First you have to have the foundation on which you are going to build. What is your foundation? Where are you digging your roots. To to be established, to develop convictions requires an attitude of self-reflection and self-inquiry. There are some answers that you will never get in life unless you begin to ask the right questions. What are the questions that you're asking about life? It's not so much about The question is not just what kind of life are you building, but what are you building your life on? So a lot of us, the questions that we are asking is how can I be successful? How can I make a lot of money? How can I be more popular? How can I get more attention? And I'm not dogging you for that. Do your thing. But also, have you taken some time to reflect on the nature of your existence? Have you taken some time to reflect on What the source of all of this is? Have you taken some time to reflect on who you are, what your true nature is, what the essence of life is? You begin to ask those questions with sincerity, and it takes takes a a deep kind of meditation. You meditate on this. You contemplate on this. If If you pursue this sincerely... God will reveal himself to you. You will begin to see truth. You will begin to see reality for what it is. But it's going to take this kind of reflection. And not just reflection on the metaphysical stuff. Metaphysical questions are awesome and fun to play around with. But how about the question, how can I be at peace? That's a great question. And you know how Jesus said it? If you seek, you will find. If you knock, the door will be open. If you ask, it will be given to you. So ask, knock, seek, and let's see what you find. But you got to ask the right questions. For most of us, our vision is focused outwardly. Spirituality is about shifting the focus inwardly to your own thoughts, your own emotions, your own internal world. To know yourself is the beginning of all wisdom. And to know yourself and to know God goes hand in hand. By knowing God, you come to know you. By knowing you, you come to know God. Look at how the scriptures put it here in the book of uh, Proverbs, chapter four. Ponder the path of your feet, And let all your ways be established. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Self-reflection. Self-inquiry. If you're going to build your life on anything, you might as well build your life on truth. And the question, what is truth, has... uh, absorbed me for quite some time now. And I remember significantly how there was such a change in my own spiritual journey when that question became a priority. There came a point in time where I decided I'm going to follow truth wherever it takes me. Wherever it takes me. Even if it means moving me far away from my inherited belief systems. Even if it meant having to let go of Something that I was believing to be true for a really long time. I'm going to follow truth wherever truth may lead me. And where this journey has taken me is to love. Love is truth. And to love life as it is. To love people as they are. To love yourself with all of your flaws makes life such a beautiful experience, because now it's not just the good moments, but also the bad moments. It's not just the high moments, but also the low moments that you have come to embrace as a part of your human existence. And it all belongs. It all belongs. It all has a place. I was uh, watching this interview. What's, how do you pronounce this guy's last name? David Bowie? Is it Bowie? The rock star? And they were asking him in this interview, what do you worship? And he said, I worship life. Did you post that? Oh, somebody in here probably did. But somebody posted it and I started watching And they asked him, what do you worship? He said, I worship life. I love life. All of it. I love life. This is why Jesus said the most important thing. The foundation on which you should build your life is love. To love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And to love your neighbor as yourself. To love God is to love everything because God is in everything and everything is in God. The scriptures say in him we live and move and have our being. There's nowhere you can go where God is not. So to love life in its fullness, all of it, give it to me all, all of it. I remember there used to be a time, some of you may relate to this, if I was happy, if things were going good, I got scared. I couldn't even enjoy the happiness. I couldn't even enjoy the good time because I'm like, it's only a matter of time before something happens. It's going to ruin it and mess it up. Anybody else experienced it before? Yes. And now we can't even enjoy the happiness when it's there because we self-sabotage. We're already scared that something's going to come mess it up. Of course something's going to come mess it up. But you can enjoy that part too. You can love that part too. How? You're going to have to figure that out yourself. I don't have the answer for you. (laughs) Right? You got to come to your own understanding. But that's the fun part about all of this. There is no one way. Right? But we have pointers. We have pointers. Faith is one of those pointers. Faith can take you right into the heart of God. Love takes you right there. I like this uh, passage of scripture from, an is- excuse me, it's a quote from an Islamic philosopher. Look what he says. We must not be ashamed to admire the truth or to acquire it from wherever it comes. Even if it should come from far-flung nations and foreign peoples, there is for the student of truth nothing more important than the truth, nor is the truth demeaned or diminished by the one who states or conveys it. No one is demeaned by the truth. Rather, all are ennobled by it. What a a beautiful open attitude, an open mind, an open spirit. Wherever truth can be found, acknowledge it, affirm it. Even if it comes from a source that initially you may be hesitant to receive from because that person looks so different from you. That person believes so differently than you. That person worships so differently than you. Pay attention to the truth. Pay attention to the truth. And truth doesn't belong to anybody, by the way. And we all have the same access to truth. And sometimes people can speak the truth, but they live inconsistently with the truth. But that doesn't diminish the truth. Okay, so when I disappoint you, remember (laughs) that I'm saying this. Danny, no, don't disappoint me, please. No, 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 it's not me. I'm just a vessel. You understand? I'm just a vehicle. What matters is the truth, and the truth is love. Faith working itself through love is how you can really become established. Look at this passage of scripture from the Psalms For the righteous will never be moved. They are not afraid of bad news. Their hearts are firm, trusting in the Lord. Their hearts are established. They will not be afraid. The only way to be established, the only way for your heart to be firm, the only way that you will never be moved is if you have a foundation that is sturdy and unchangeable. And the only thing unchangeable in life is God. Everything else changes. How you feel, how you think, circumstances and situations in life, God is the one constant that is constantly there, the presence of God within you. And when you tap into that, you become unmoved. And this this experience of being established, this experience of being unmoved arises out of what I like to call unconditional faith. Unconditional faith. We've all heard of unconditional love, right? What does unconditional love mean? It's like, it's like uh, what Jenny was illustrating to us earlier today when we were singing some songs and she brought her baby up. Unconditional love means it doesn't matter. What you do, good or bad, right or wrong, I just choose to love you. I'm just choosing to love you. And it literally has nothing to do with you. I, I just love and I've chosen to love you and I'm going to love you no matter what. Unconditional love. Well, what would it look like if we could practice a kind of unconditional trust in God? Unconditional. Unconditional, meaning If God sends me good times, I will trust. If God sends me bad times, I will trust. If God sends me difficulty, I will trust. If God sends me, you know, a beautiful experience, I will trust. God sends me sickness, God sends me health. God sends me wealth, God sends me poverty. I will trust. I will trust. I will trust. It's unconditional. Establish your heart in this. Unconditional trust, no matter what. So it's not simply a matter of establishing yourself in this. You have to constantly reestablish yourself in it. Over and over and over and over again. Because we learn through reinforcement. We learn through repetition. you got to hear the truth and speak the truth and live the truth and embody the truth and think the truth over and over and over again until it saturates you and it just becomes who you are, a natural part of who you are because you've trained yourself to love life as it is. You've trained yourself to love yourself as you are. You've trained yourself to live in this unconditional trust, this unconditional faith. And the whole, the way that it works is you put in effort, you put in a lot of effort until it becomes effortless. And and I know you understand this because if you do anything like a hobby or a job or whatever you do, whatever you put your time and energy into, I'm sure you've devoted yourself to something in life that has required you to put a lot of effort to the point where now it's effortless for you. It's like for me, I don't, I don't even think about it. My body goes to the gym by itself every day. I don't even have to think about it. For some people, it's so hard. Man, i got to go to the gym. Oh, man. yeah. And they're arguing with themselves. I don't even think twice. I'm, I'm, I'm just going because I have the, I, I, I've built this habit. You've created a new habit of mine. So you put in the effort until it becomes effortless. And eventually the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. It's easy. It just flows. It, it just, it's who you are. So you put in the effort until it becomes effortless. And the name of the game here is devotion. 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 To really be devoted to God, to be devoted to truth, to be devoted to love. Devotion means you're all in. You're absorbing yourself in this. God becomes your everything. God becomes your only reality. All in. Constantly surrendering your will through faith. Constantly letting go, letting be. Letting things be as they are, without having to manipulate or change or control. Letting things be. This devotion is what you can always come back to. And you're not going to be perfect. It's not about being perfect. It's about being authentic. And something else that I've learned, too, for me, faith and doubt are two sides of the same coin. For me to trust God means I have to doubt myself a lot. When my mind decides that something's true, but it, const- it, but it contradicts what is ultimately true, i got to doubt myself. And that's how I practice my faith, by constantly doubting myself. I trust God, so I doubt me. And you just live in that. My, if I can actually really describe my foundation, it would be not knowing. My foundation is the foundationless. My ground is the groundless. My fullness is emptiness. Not knowing always brings you back to like a reset, a blank slate. I just don't know. When my mind wants to make something mean, uh, something negative, when my mind wants to create a negative meaning out of a situation, I remind myself, I don't really know what this means. The other possibility could be just as true, if not more true, that this will work out in better ways than I ever imagined. Why not entertain that for a little while? I don't know. Humility. So important. Look at this uh, passage of scripture, last one, and we're done for today. For then you will delight yourself in the Almighty and lift up your face to God. You will pray to him and he will hear you and you will fulfill your vows to him. You will decide on a matter. And it will be established for you and light will shine on your ways. There comes a point in time where you just have to decide who and what you are going to be. And then you become it. You live it. You are it. It's not about being perfect. Again, it's about being authentic. It's about being authentic. I love, I was having a conversation with Talent earlier this week. He was telling me about things in his life and his past, and he, was, he, he kept saying something that I really appreciated. You're like, look, I'm not an angel, but I put my best foot forward. I know that I did all I could. My intentions were in the right place. I'm not, I'm not an angel. I'm like, I love that. That's, that's called honest. That's all it is. We just got to be honest. We just got to be authentic. Don't decide to try and be perfect, because that doesn't even exist. It Do, doesn't work. Just be authentic. Decide that you're going to be authentically yourself. And if you cultivate these attitudes of love and humility and faith and trust, even when you screw up, even when you make a mistake or a fault, that's a part of it too. That's a part of the devotion. That's a part of the practice. You don't shame yourself or guilt yourself for those things. You, you embrace it. You embrace it. You embrace it. Decide who you are going to be and be that, and then light will shine on your ways, and life will become brighter, brighter with joy, brighter with peace, brighter with love. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you are our foundation. You are the solid rock on which we build our lives. Today, we ask that you would fill our hearts with love and faith and humility and joy and peace. May we be established in truth so that when hard times come, we can be immovable. Help us, God, to inquire and reflect about the nature of our existence, to ask the right questions so that we can come across the right answers. May we not just be concerned with worldly matters, but may you turn our hearts toward you. We're so grateful, God, that when everything is changing around us, you are that one constant that we can always go back to. We receive your love. We trust in you unconditionally. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody. Awesome. Happy Sunday. So happy that you came. <laughs> Hope you have a great rest of the week. We'll catch you next Sunday. And then Hartway's anniversary is the 23rd. Invite some friends. It's going to be awesome. Love you.